You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. People, including Christians, okay? I'm talking about Christians who love the Lord. Sometimes won't forgive us, and sometimes will condemn us. But God, if we really are sincere, we'll really come clean. Listen, don't you love this verse? God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Don't you love the stories of the woman caught in adultery? And they say to Jesus, the law says this woman should be stoned. What do you say? And Jesus knew what was going on. He wouldn't even respond. He turned and wrote in the ground. It's hard to confess sin, especially before men. Despite the fact that every one of us has sinned and continues to sin, we're so quick to condemn our fellow man when he falls. As Pastor Danny reminds us in today's message, the good news is that God is much different. He hates sin, but he loves the sinner dearly. Through Christ, he's ready to forgive. And though some will condemn you, it's always best to bring your sin out in the open, where God will forgive you and your fellow believers can help you overcome. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 John chapter 1 with today's edition of The Living Word. The Lord said, the sword will never depart from your house. And he had family problems for the rest of his life. His children. And and it's not that they can stand before God and say it was my dad's fault. No, 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 no. I understand. But still, still. He started the thing rolling, and, and it just the mysteriousness of the sovereignty of God there and the free will of man, but the sword never left David's house. And you read in the Psalms that he wrote in this time in his life, he had severe back pain. He, he had physical issues. He was emotionally distraught. Spiritually, he had no joy. He would write in one of those Psalms, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. He had no witness. After he repented, he said, now I'll teach transgressors your ways. He had no witness. Here's a man after God's own heart that failed miserably and then kept it hidden. And it cost him greatly and it cost his family greatly. It didn't have to happen. He could have been forgiven and restored. Oh, yeah, there would have still been scars, but they would not have been, not have been as deep, not, not as bad, not as bad. You get in the New Testament and you talk about a church to be a part of. I mean, the early church in Jerusalem after Jesus was resurrected, the day of Pentecost, Peter stands up. 3,000 people get saved in one day, one day. And, man, they are serious about the Lord, too, because it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, to prayer. It says the apostles were teaching the Word of God daily, and they were also doing miracles. I mean, it, it was, what, a, what a church to be a part of. People were being led by the Lord to sell a field or sell a house they didn't really need. And they came and they brought the money to the apostles. And the apostles distributed it to anybody who had need. And for a period of time, for a period of time, didn't last forever, but for a period of time, that early church, it says this, there were no needy persons among them. Everybody. I mean, you talk about a church to be a part of. Don't you think if you're a part of a church like that, it would help you to not not let sin get a hold of you. You would think so. But here's what Acts chapter 5 says. Now a man named Ananias together with his wife Sapphira also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but he brought the rest and he put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it 
that Satan has so filled your heart that you've lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept back for yourself some of the money you received for the land. Didn't it belong to you before it was sold and after it was sold? Wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You've not lied to men, but to God. And when Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. But his wife didn't hear right away. She comes in. Peter asked her the same question. She answered the same way. She fell down and died. And it says again, in great fear, verse 11, seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. God's serious <laughs> about people hiding sin. He really is. It cost Ananias and Sapphira their very lives. And I got a question as we put the landing gear down. And you know how long it takes to land the plane after they put the landing gear down. <laughs> Why? How? How can you read about people like David, a man after God's own heart, failing like he did? How can you read about a couple in, 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 the, time in the greatest time in the church's history, Ananias and Sapphira? Why? Why? Here's why. We have a natural love for darkness instead of light. Every one of us. We have a natural love for darkness instead of light. One of the reasons is, hey, darkness can be a lot of fun. Uh, Moses chose to be mistreated with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin. Hey, a lot of things we do in darkness, you get a lot of pleasure out of it. And that's, why, that's one of the reasons we don't want to give it up. We don't want to come clean. Because if we come clean, that means we're saying, I'm going to give it up. I'm going to give this up. Exposure is uncomfortable. That's another reason it's not easy to come clean. It's uncomfortable. I mean, it's uncomfortable if we're just willing to confess it. It's really uncomfortable if we get caught. <laughs> Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. The truth is really known about our lives. There's also a fear of condemnation. Now, catch this. People, including Christians, okay? I'm talking about Christians who love the Lord, sometimes won't forgive us and sometimes will condemn us. But God, if we really are sincere, we'll really come clean. Listen, don't you love this verse? God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Don't you love the stories of the woman caught in adultery? And they say to Jesus, the law says this woman should be stoned. What do you say? And Jesus knew what was going on. He wouldn't even respond. He turned and wrote in the ground. And eventually, one by one, little by little, from the older ones to the younger ones, they began to leave. Because Jesus said, okay, whoever's without sin, let him cast the first stone. Whoever's without sin, let him cast the first stone. Why the older ones leave first? Because they got more. They got more of a track record. I hope you realize this. If you haven't come to realize this, sin does nothing good for us. Nothing. It's deceitful. It lies to us. Hebrews 3.13 says, encourage one another daily as long as it's called a day so that no one may, may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. It lies. It's a lie. The end of sin is not love, joy, peace, hope. No. The end of sin is death. It robs us. Destroys our lives. Nothing good about sin. Does nothing good for us. Even though we may enjoy it, does nothing good for us. Some people are blind to their sin. Some people make excuses for their sin. I could go story after story of that. King Saul, the first king of the Old Testament. He, he was confronted and he kept making excuses. What did Adam do? The woman you gave me. Just make excuses. Well, if I was my environment, it's my, my upbringing, it's my parents. Get up. Come on. Come on. 
Get, get right before God and stop making the excuses and just come before the Lord. Listen, when David finally came before the Lord about his sin with Bathsheba, he said, against you and you only have I sinned. Now you think about that. He sinned against Uriah. He sinned against Bathsheba. He sinned against their whole family. He sinned against the people of Israel as their king. But ultimately, he said, against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Don't make excuses. Stop it. And we're in a, man, we're in a victim culture, aren't we? Everybody's a victim. Well, it's not my fault. It is your fault. It's all of our fault. Gosh, you got me. I didn't get this worked up last night. You must really need it. You must really need being yelled at. Hey, hey, nobody can hide anything from God. Say this with me. Come on, come on. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. You know what everything means in the Hebrew? Everything. All sin will be ultimately exposed before God. Jesus said, what you've said in the closet will be shouted on the rooftop. All sin will ultimately be exposed. Numbers 32, it's a little statement. You may be sure your sin will find you out. Just a matter of time. Nobody, listen. OJ did not get away with it. Nobody's getting away with anything. Nobody. You may be sure your sin will find you out. It's just a matter of time. Because God knows. And God's the ultimate one. <laughs> Here's, I love being able to end this way. Because that's our text, First John. I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all our unrighteousness. That's what God wants to do. Every single one of us here today. I don't know what you came in with. I don't know what you're hiding. But if you're willing to confess it, if you're willing to repent, if you're willing to come clean, God is blessing for you. God is blessing for us. He wants to fill us with joy. He wants to fill us with peace. He wants us to walk in the light. He wants us to be able to walk with a clear conscience, nothing to hide from God and from one another. It's a great way to live. Paul said, I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and men. God wants to forgive One more verse. Come on, say this one with me. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Isn't that great? One lesson the book of 1 John teaches is that the journey of faith isn't meant to plateau. In fact, your relationship with Jesus is supposed to grow deeper and deeper, even to your final breath here on earth. Each new day offers you the opportunity to learn something new about your Savior and fall more in love with Him. Today, we'd like to encourage you to take some time to sit down with Jesus and your Bible and ask Him to open your eyes to something that you've never noticed before. Jesus loves to teach and shower His grace on you as you spend time with Him. 
We're so glad that you took some time today to learn from the Living Word with us. If you want to hear this teaching again, visit our website, ccfstpete.church. Just click on Sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page, and we'd love for you to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified by email every time we post a new message. If you have any questions for us about what you heard today, or if you'd like us to pray for you, please email us. Our address is info at ccfstpete.church. Again, that's info at ccfstpete.church. We count it as a privilege to lift our valued listeners up to the Lord in prayer. That's all we have time for today in our study of 1 John. Join Pastor Danny next time to continue digging deeper into Scripture right here on The Living Word.